Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In the aftermath of four children being exposed to fentanyl at a daycare center in the Bronx this past September, and one of those kids ultimately dying, Assemblymember Amy Pollan has introduced legislation increasing the training standards for inspectors of daycare programs and facilities in New York. And the Westchester County Democrat joins us now to discuss her proposal. Welcome back to the show, Assemblymember. I thank you so much, Dave. So you're looking to update the state's social services law requirements uh, governing the training for inspectors of daycare centers, programs, and facilities. What is the new level of detection that you're hoping for from inspectors moving forward? I really reacted to the comment that was made almost in a flip way by uh, New York City when this occurred, and they said, well, maybe it's time we start training on this. And, of course, there was a death five years ago, drug-related, also at a daycare center, and it just seemed to me that they should have probably incorporated training on those issues then, and maybe this last incident could have been avoided. So the law really allows them to do it, but it doesn't require them to do it. It doesn't require them to train as part of the training. We're not talking about additional time period or what have you. We're talking about as part of the training, they should know what to look for. And here, if they had merely talked to some of the neighbors, if they had merely looked for some of the drug paraphernalia, it would have raised a red flag. And then and then maybe those poor children wouldn't have been harmed and that one died. Well, it sounds like you have ideas for what the inspections should consist of, as you mentioned, talking to neighbors. So is there some sort of training that you do think could catch all types of drug use or the existence of illegal drugs? I'm not an expert on all of the different trainings out there. I do know that, you know, police departments, for example, train their officers. There is training out there for these types of uh, circumstances. So it, the the department needs to pull that together and decide what might be appropriate in this case. And so therefore it's uniform because fentanyl is a problem statewide. It's not just limited to the city. We don't want to see this replicating in a, um, you know, in a county upstate either. So, um, so there needs to be additional training because uh, child care centers are used sometimes as a shield. Uh, for these kinds of behaviors. We've seen them used for um, for guns, and we've seen them used for drugs. There should be an alert on the part of the inspectors in these kinds of instances. 
Well, you mentioned guns, and in the case of the Bronx daycare center that you mentioned at the start, it was eventually found that there were guns on the site in an unlocked room as well. So does that make the case that in addition to being trained to detect child abuse and, in the case of your bill, controlled substances, should there be some sort of training to detect the potential presence of firearms? There absolutely should be. Um, There was one case, I don't know, I don't remember what county it was in in New York. Um, It was not in the city, but it was upstate somewhere, where guns were stolen easily from a daycare center, and it, it shouldn't be allowed. So we may need additional legislation to not allow guns on the premises. You know, I don't know. But there should not be guns on the premises. There should not be drugs on the premises. And when you're approving a daycare center or a child care center, you should be aware of what that looks like so that you can close those facilities. Well, before we move on, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining us. We are speaking with Assemblymember Amy Pollan, a Westchester County Democrat who's introduced legislation requiring additional training for child care inspectors. Is it possible, though, if we add on additional training and that results in additional uh, inspection responsibilities, whether it's looking for firearms, whether it's looking for illegal drugs, that the result of that is going to simply mean that we're adding another mandate that just stretches uh, these inspectors even further than they already are, and thus they begin to miss other things. Is there a concern that we need to focus more on on building out maybe the capacity of inspectors, putting more resources behind that, or paying more for child care facility as the right answer to this problem? Child care is very underfunded. That's a separate issue. I don't know that it's that more onerous uh, for you to add uh, these two types of inspections and training for the inspectors. I, um, it seems to me a no-brainer that they would have been part of it. Certainly the law would have allowed them to get that training. They're just not. And um, so I, don't, I think that, frankly, when I read the law, the intent is to cover things like this. But there was a lapse, and they weren't. And also, you have to remember, not with guns, per se, maybe our thinking about guns, but with these drugs, these drugs are new. So, you know, we always need to be looking at, you know, what's new out there that you want to add to the training. There's always going to be new things. And the, the law was purposely vague, but unfortunately, sometimes vague laws then don't include those specifics that you need. And that's the reason I put the bill in. Any concerns about putting a focus on drug detection and then having a rash of suspicions of illegal drug use or the presence of illegal drugs uh, being disproportionately raised in in child care centers and programs operated by people of color? Because we've seen that sort of racial bias issue raise in other areas, like when it comes to child protective services. So how do we ward off that problem with this type of inspection as well? If there's drug detection uh, anywhere, we have to... um you know, we have to be able to figure that out. You know, there's, you know, if there's um, a bong sitting on a counter, you know, uh, in a daycare center, to me, that's a little disturbing. You know, I don't care if they're, you know, w- what the racial makeup of the place is. You know, if there's um, 
uh, scales, for example, that are used often for weighing out uh, whether it's cocaine or um, uh, or fentanyl, uh, that's a problem, you know, and that's not a, a racial uh, bias. Well, well, you know, guess- if. There is, though, a, a perfect example, though. You talk about scales. So the person sees scales at the white facility and assumes it's a science experiment, for example, and sees scales at a facility run by people of color and says, well, this has historically been a drug issue. So, I mean, you, you don't see that. I think, look, there's bias ways? inherent in, in, in everything, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so, yeah, if you add something, there might be bias related to it, but it doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. Gotcha. And it doesn't mean that um, we are fundamentally trying to help uh, and secure these kids. Do you think there's an opportunity to potentially prevent these issues from even arising to the point where they need to be detected by an inspector? For example, could there be tougher licensing rules that might prevent the wrong people from being in these situations to begin with? There's a lot of regulations already on daycare centers, um, and the good ones are uh, don't need to be burdened by additional ones. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. We've been speaking with Assemblymember Amy Pollan. She is a Westchester County Democrat. Thank you so much for making the time to talk about your bill. Dave, thank you. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.